This is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast. I'm continuing on in this subject on trust, and today I want to look at the trustworthy steward. We're all stewards of Christ's word. We have all been given insight and understanding in the Lord. In addition, many of us have been given other gifts and abilities that can be used in the service of the Lord. So if we are the Lord's, we need to be trustworthy in the things he has given us and use those things in his service, not for personal power or gain, but to build up the body of Christ. Whatever your gift, use it to help others and lift them up. My aims today are to consider the nature of stewardship from the perspective of being trustworthy. A steward is not the owner of something, but has access to it and power to use it but only in the service of those who are their masters. So today, we'll look at being a good and trustworthy steward of the Lord. The first scripture I want to go into is in Matthew chapter 25, verse 13. I'm going to start from, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. For it will be as when a man going on a journey called his servants and entrusted them to his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Now, this scripture has been used many times in different things, but it's important that we understand this. He gave these talents, and these talents were amounts of money. He gave them to each of his servants as according to their ability. So to one he gave five talents, so he trusted him a lot. He trusted him to be able to do something with those five talents. To another, he gave two talents, So he trusted him, not as much as the first one. And then to the third one, he only gave one talent, which meant that he didn't trust him as much as what he did the other two. Didn't trust him much at all. But anyway, he gave them the talents in the hope that they would do something with those talents to be able to uh, increase his property. Now let's see what they did. Verse 17, Matthew 25. Uh, Oh, sorry, verse 16. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. So what we see in these first two men is that the master was well served in his trust in these two. He trusted them that they would go and would increase his wealth, increase his property. And they did. They both went and they began trading. They began using what was given to them for the purposes of their master to advance the work and the uh, the wealth and the uh, the riches of their master but then we see the third one verse 18 but he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money so the master didn't have much trust in this guy because he only gave him the one talent in the first place and it appears as though his distrust of this servant was well-deserved because this servant did nothing with the uh, talent that he was giving. The The money that he was given that he was supposed to go and do something with, he just hid it away. He just hid it away. And we see how judgmental this particular person was as we read on. Verse 19, Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. 
And he also who had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So here we see that the master was overjoyed with the work that these first two servants had done. They were good stewards. They were trustworthy stewards. They had taken what was given to them and they used it in the master's service to be able to expand his wealth and expand his, um, uh, his power. But then we see the third one, verse 24. He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not winnow. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. Now, this third man was untrustworthy. And we see here that he was judging the master. He was saying, you're a hard man. And I didn't want to do anything in case you did something bad to me. So rather than do anything, I decided I would just hide. I'd hide the money and I'd just give it back to you when you came back. But that wasn't what the master had wanted. He wanted them to go and use the resources that he'd given them for the purpose of increasing his property. And so his master answered him in verse 26. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. So he says he was wicked. He was wicked because he was judging his master. And there are many people today who judge God. You're wicked. And he was slothful, meaning he was lazy. He didn't do anything with the money. He just hid it away. He did nothing with it. You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sowed and gather where I have not winnowed. He asks this this as a question, not stating that this is what he did, because God doesn't do that. But he stated these things saying, this is how you judge me. You judge me as being someone that basically steals from others. I gather where I haven't winnowed. I reap where I haven't sowed. He says, no, no, this is not me at all. He says, well, if you think I'm this evil, he goes on in verse 27 and says, Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. Now, that's an interesting thing, because I know a lot of people, and particularly the prosperity gospel people, say that you should invest your money to make interest and so on. But under the law, under God's law, the law that was given to Moses, they weren't to invest their money for usury. They weren't allowed to. They weren't permitted to under the law. It was a sin under the law. And so what this man is saying, the master here is saying is, well, if you thought I was evil, why didn't you do evil to get something? Why didn't you do evil? Why didn't you invest it to to get usury, to get interest? That's what he was saying. If you thought I was that evil, then why didn't you go and do some evil? Then at least I would have got my own plus some interest. So he goes on, verse 28. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given and he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. There men will weep and gnash their teeth. Now, in the same way, we've been given many talents. We've been given abilities. Some of us have been given money by the Lord. We've been allowed to, uh, to have wealth. Um, some of us have been given other abilities. Some have been given the gifts of the Spirit. Some have been given the ability to teach or preach or evangelize or heal or help or, or whatever. And we need to use those gifts in the Lord's servant as he has uh, selected and elected us to do. He's given us the gift. So let's use those gifts so that 
on the day of judgment, we can hear those words that he said to the first two servants when he said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little, I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. There are probably no greater words that we could hear coming from Jesus uh, on the day of judgment than to hear those words. And that's what we're all aiming for. The next scripture I want to look at is over in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm just going to read the first two verses. This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. And that's the important thing for us. It's most important that if we are to be stewards of things of the Lord, and that includes the people of the Lord, those of us who are teachers and preachers and pastors and ministers who have roles in the church where we look after the people of God in some way, we need to be trustworthy with these. It's not right that we should take advantage of the people that God puts into our care. We must not take advantage. We are there to help them. We are there to lift them up. We're there to encourage them. We are there to teach them. We are there to bring them into the deeper understanding of the things of the Lord. We are not there to fleece the flock. So we have to be found trustworthy. And if we're not found trustworthy, we'll, buy, we'll be like that third servant who got the one talent and we'll be kicked out to a place where men will weep and gnash their teeth. We want to be like the first two servants who were trustworthy and they used what they had in the Lord's service. And he said, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. The final scripture I want to have a look at today is over in 2 Timothy chapter 2. And I'm going to read from verse 1, just the first two verses again. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me before many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And this is what we as people of the Lord, and especially those who have, have uh, ministries to teach and to preach or evangelize, we need to be able to do these same things. We need to be trustworthy stewards and be able to entrust what we have learned to others who are faithful so that they can continue to teach others and they will teach others and so the word of God will spread everywhere. This is what we've been called to do. We've been called to entrust what we know to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And we shouldn't do this for money either. I mean, it's okay to earn an income from the work of the Lord. The Bible tells us that, and I'm, I'm the first to say that that's okay. But we shouldn't be there to make, you know, it, it's not given to us to make millions. We should not become rich and wealthy from preaching the word of God. We should be able to take what is sufficient for our daily needs, nothing more, nothing less, for those who can. Or we can do what Paul did and say, look, I've taken nothing. He says, I won't take payment. And, and that's... That's my position, which is why on my website, thefreegiftfromgod.com, everything on there is for free. Uh, everything that's there, you can take for free. You can use for free. The e-books, the songs, the, uh, the ministry, the blog posts, the articles, everything there is free. And the reason why it's free is because, like Paul, I don't want to put any obstacle in the way of someone finding the truth about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't want to put any obstacle in the way that would prevent someone coming into the new covenant fully and understanding everything that's there. 
Because unfortunately, within the churches today, there is a lot that's misunderstood. And there's a lot of false teaching that's come into the church over the last two millennia. And we need to clean all of that out, clean it up. So I don't want to put an obstacle where someone says, I, I, I can't get your stuff because I haven't got any money. I can't afford to pay for it. Well, on my site, you don't pay for it. You get it for free. So consider, what has God given to you that you could or should be using in his service? It doesn't need to be some dramatic gift. Even simple things like helping a sick brother or sister, cooking for them, just talking with them when they're feeling blue, being a shoulder to cry on, might be a gift that you've been given from the Lord that can be employed to help his people. And when you serve the people of the Lord, you are serving Christ Jesus also. So as a prayer point, ask the Lord to open your eyes to see how you can be a better steward in his service and use the gifts and talents that he has given to you. And do this from a sincere heart, not seeking personal power or aggrandizement or gain, financial gain or any other kind of gain, but serving the Lord in love. And remember, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And that means in all ways, whether you give your time, whether you give an ear, whether you're teaching, understanding, giving insight, all your physical resources, whatever you give as a trustworthy steward is a blessing to you and to them and to the Lord. So that's all for today. I'll be continuing on with this subject of trust again next time. So I hope that you'll join me then. So until then, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast signing off, wishing you a very blessed week ahead. God bless. Oh, 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 oh,